This is Suzanne York with Humans Optimized. We specialize in change management for technology adoption by bringing together advancements in technology with elevated human skills. Our aim is to cultivate human-to-human and human-to-technology collaboration. This combination will allow us to take advantage of the immense opportunities in the future of work. Tech startups have fueled innovation by bringing new or improved technology solutions to the marketplace. I can picture that moment when a technology expert realizes what's possible and is so compelled by the vision that they dive headfirst into bringing it to life. While a viable idea, the right skills and relentless optimism seem like enough to jumpstart a company, what happens next to harness the potential and experience wildly successful results? Here to talk with me today about the secret to building and growing businesses is Jeff Chastain, professional EOS implementer and founder of Admentis Inc. Jeff, welcome to the conversation. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm really excited for our conversation given your background, which is a blend of technology and business. And I feel like it's really relevant to our listeners who have this incredible skill set in technology and may need to marry it with some some strategic coaching and steps to make sure that their idea can really grow and develop and flourish in a way that they picture. So I'm, let's, I'm excited to see where we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd love to start with your background. So I know it's... Uh, pretty varied. So take us a little bit on the journey of what got you here. Well, sure. So I actually do have, like you said, technology background. I actually grew up as a, as a kid programming early days back in blinking green cursors and floppy disks and all that kind of fun stuff back in the day. But it was um, really still took me into actually corporate America. I didn't start as the, the traditional entrepreneur, but spent a number of years in corporate America for honestly, I got tired of, of corporate politics and a lack of vision, lack of uh, just fun, honestly, in the job kind of thing. So at that point, I actually went out and started uh, Admentis, started my company about 15 years ago now, and was still focused on the technology side. So I was working more in terms of what today would be known as a fractional CTO, uh, really working with still that kind of entrepreneur, small to mid-market entrepreneur, looking at different technology tools. So they'd come and say, hey, we need a new custom software package. We need a new CRM, things like that. And over time, kind of working with them, kept seeing a lot of the same patterns where, honestly, the, the visionary type CEO would be out golfing with his, his buddies or whatever on Friday, says, hey, yeah, we got problems with sales. Our sales numbers are not meeting it. His friend says, hey, we just tried this new CRM. You ought to try it and see what you think. And so he comes back and says, okay, yeah, let's put in a new CRM, go through all that process, et cetera, to adopt the tool, put it in. And he says, well, wait a minute our sales numbers didn't increase. Why, why didn't we get more sales with this, this, all this money we invested in this new tool? And the problem was simply that they didn't have the underlying foundation. They didn't have a sales process defined. They didn't have uh, the, the vision, the components, everything that goes into, okay, how are we going to go out and find our prospects, identify them, et cetera? And just putting on technology on top of that obviously didn't solve the issue that basically what I found was technology was just amplifying whatever they had underneath and actually went through this on my own a number of years back actually got got with my brother-in-law and tried starting our own managed services provider and we knew everything there was about cloud services about network technology etc but we didn't know sales and marketing we didn't know uh, finance operations kind of the stuff and that's 
as such, the, the business kind of came apart after several years. And that's really what I, I tend to run into or work with today and really kind of fueled my search, my hunt is to say, OK, why are why are all these visionaries? Why are these entrepreneurs kind of things struggling to grow a business when we're experts? We, we, we know whether it's technology, whether we know finance, medical, what, whatever our expertise is in. What's the what's the difference or what's the gap there to launching that business? And that's really where I got actually introduced through all things an Amazon book suggestion to the the traction book and EOS system and really just found with that that it's like, okay, this is the tools, this is the system, this is the foundation that I was looking for or needed in my own business and that I've been working with these entrepreneurs trying to find. And so I made the pivot a while back to say, okay, instead of necessarily trying to sell technology, trying to sell another tool, let's actually help entrepreneurs, help business owners here from this, this foundational standpoint to say, okay, let's get your foundation in place. Let's get the the vision, the the processes, the people, et cetera, in place such that we can then, or you can go back to technology and say, okay, now when you implement that new CRM, it can magnify the what you've already got in place of a, a defined sales process, a defined uh, messaging, and now amplify that out to allow you to bring in more salespeople and scale, et cetera, everything that you're wanting to get from your business through those tools. So um, rather long, long, long story or whatever to say that, yeah, I did start with technology, but it's, it's almost morphed into more of a, a co- coaching, a strategic kind of coaching now to say, OK, let's build the foundation under your house, obviously, while the business is running kind of a thing here, but still rebuild that foundation underneath the success you've had such that you can then go leverage technology, leverage other things to grow and scale out the business. Wow. There's so much there to unpack. So so I'm going to try to walk us back a little bit through your story. So the last part where you talk about putting the foundation in place, it is fascinating to me because when I think about entrepreneurs, the first thing they need to do is see if they have a viable product or service. And then you put the foundation in place because you can't, you don't necessarily put a foundation in place with something that hasn't been proven. So it feels backwards, but in reality, I can't picture another way to do it. No, and I have had before startup kind of entrepreneurs, startup companies come to me and say, hey, I want to go implement EOS here. And it's like, well, it's great that you're forward looking enough to have that idea, but you don't even know that you're, you've got a product. You don't even know you've got a market right now that really, and granted, I'm that same way. I'm a big planner. I, I like to have everything planned out. I want to have the system built to handle 200 customers, even though I don't have the first one in the door yet. (laughs) So you really, I fight that myself, but it's really not a solution. It's not, you shouldn't be spending a lot of money, even on technology kind of thing from a foundational standpoint. You don't need a big fancy CRM or whatever else kind of a thing when you're just getting out the door. You don't need a, a CRM just to handle one or two customers. And then by the time you've built the momentum around your product or service, you you need a quick solution to get the CRM in place. So I see the conundrum of the entrepreneur. Like, let's prove that we have something. And then by proving it, now we become a viable entity and need to to back up and give ourselves the structure and the, the foundation, like you said. Um, so let's, sh- let's share with people, what is EOS? Um, I've had the pleasure of reading that same book that you mentioned and to hear that, that you've gone deeper and become um, a professional EOS implementer. This, this part, I think, will be a really useful um, section. Yeah. So 
EOS is simply the entrepreneurial operating system. And it was a really a basic set of business tools, business processes, practices that were put together by a man named Gino Wickman number of years back kind of a thing. But it's it's really designed for, like I was saying, myself is when I tried starting the MSP, I actually had another software as a service company kind of a thing. But it's my focus, my expertise was in technology. It wasn't in how to hire and manage people. It wasn't in how to run processes, build build people, build uh, data kind of organizations. It was, I, like I said, my specialty was technology versus entrepreneurs, maybe, like I said, whatever else, medical, et cetera, kind of a thing. And the way the system's designed is that it's not a big MBA. It's not a big heavy business book. And I've, I've read more than a not, more than too many of those kind of a thing. But when you pick up traction and look at it, it's just concrete, simple tools kind of a thing that you can turn around and put into your business to say, okay, how do we how do we plan out our vision and make sure everybody's on the same page, pulling the same direction? How do we ensure that we've got the right people sitting in the right seats in the right organization? How do we go about managing data and, and making sure that we've got the right numbers, things like that to go run the business on rather than just the typical entrepreneur's kind of gut feeling or, or things like that. So it's it's nothing rocket science, nothing silver bullets, anything like that. It's just basic business principles, but it's written and put together really with that entrepreneurial kind of mindset of saying, hey, I don't have the the time, I don't have honestly the interest in investing in a whole bunch of business expertise or a bunch of uh, an MBA kind of a thing right there. I just need some basic tools right now to take me from where I am to the next level and help break through that, whatever that barrier, whatever that ceiling is really to help me stay grow and, and scale that business. Yeah. I was, I remarked at that too, that I was reading through it and thinking, okay, this is all familiar to me, but it's laid out in a way that I can attack it sequentially and concretely. So I was impressed by the way that it was turned into a useful set of tools versus just theory and then good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much out there, books and webinars, et cetera, that's theory. And you sit through that and it's like, okay, now what do I do? Or, or maybe, hey, I got a little nugget or something out of it, but it's like, okay, this this doesn't help me in the big picture. Whereas EOS is really put together with a, a full 360 degree view of saying, okay, this is how you handle all aspects, all sides of the company and, and put it together in just a real concrete, real transparent manner. Mm. And like you said, it starts with that vision. So clarify it because the vision that got you started may not be the one that keeps you moving forward. So clarify where you're headed and then take a look at the the systems and the processes that you have and the metrics in order to know whether it's working. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that that's really neat because I think about this idea of help allowing the, the tech professional turned entrepreneur to continue to rely on their core competencies of being on the forefront of technology and and to your point, now they also have to become the expert in human resources and finances and strategy. And so partnering with someone like you gives them that opportunity to, to get the support they need in those other areas so they can continue to put forward their, their best skill set. It really is. And it's, it's, that's one of the struggles. And honestly, I, I deal with it still today is, to, okay, how do you go from that one, two, three person business to say, okay, now we actually need to scale. Now we've got customers. Now we need to add additional sales staff. We need to add additional operations to deliver the service, deliver the product, whatever, and give that, especially that entrepreneur, that visionary type, the 
the mindset and the comfort level to say, okay, I can turn over part of my business to somebody else and trust that it's going to be able to be run successfully and continue to grow. Because many times it's really that visionary or that entrepreneur right there that's holding the business back because they won't let go of things. They, they won't yeah. relinquish that control there simply because to a large degree, they don't have the confidence to say, okay, if I give this over to you, is it still going to be done in the best way and the right way possible here? Yeah. And if we're aligned on what we're trying to do, there is a letting go around how, you know, letting people map it out and do the work the way that they think works. As long as we're setting the vision for what are we trying to achieve and why is it so critical, then I do think leaders, you know, who can let go of how it's done, um, it, it is a it is a growing process for sure. Yeah. And really, that's one of the, the one of the key components of EOS is looking at process management and a lot of people will say, well, process management, you got a process engineer or something, and they come build this six-inch thick binder of, of all of our processes and all the details, and basically it turns everybody into monkeys kind of a thing that you got to yeah. check boxes here, and it wastes so much time. But the just the like you are saying earlier, the simplicity of EOS comes back to say that with processes from an EOS perspective, we look at it as, as basically the 80-20 rule to say basically there's 20% of any given process, 20% of the steps that give you the 80% of the value. So if we can document just those 20% and then hand that off to the new hire or whoever we're bringing in to say, okay, you still have freedom. You still have flexibility here. As long as you hit these 20%, I don't really care how you get from A to B as long as we've got A and B in place. So I I equate it a lot of times to uh, sales to say, okay, we don't need to have require our salespeople to say, okay, you got to make 20 calls today, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. From a business leader, business standpoint, what we care about is, okay, how many deals, what's the percentage of revenue, targets like that. And if I bring in salesperson A that, hey, he, he can accomplish that by making 20 calls during the day, great. If his the, the next person in, if their specialty is saying, hey, I want to be out on the ground having lunch, having coffee, having network meetings face-to-face, -face, and they get the same results, does it really matter to us as a business leader how they got to that point as long as they got the results that we want? And by overdoing the process, overdoing the requirements, we tend to micromanage and we tend to basically take a lot of the creativity and a lot of that uh, expertise that hopefully we're hiring from out of the picture. Mm, absolutely. And when you think about, you know, micromanaging, it does, that sounds so counterintuitive to an entrepreneur. We want to be able to pivot and take advantage of market opportunities when we spot them, not be bogged down by process or micromanagement. It is, but at the same time, typically the, the visionary type are, they, they've got the idea that this is, this is my idea. This is my baby. This is what I started the company with. And I have an idea how to do sales. It may or may not be the right idea, but still, they've got an idea. And it's like, okay, so I want somebody, in order to scale this out, I want somebody to replicate me. And it's like, well, yes, but you've, you've got to hire for that expertise. You're, you're wanting to bring in outside ideas, outside creativity there. And if you overdo it from a, a process standpoint or things like that, then you're, you're killing that, that creativity there. Yeah, there's a sweet spot for sure. You know, when yeah. process can accelerate growth and before it becomes too an inhibitor and letting people, you know, innovate on that process and really bring their best skills to bear. So I, I can totally see the the back and forth in, in an entrepreneur and, and leaders who, you're right, what got them there was a, uh, the, their way of doing things. 
And exactly, so yeah. Yeah, it's a journey for sure. Well, and I was fascinated by your comment on fractional CTO. And I've been hearing those types of terms, um, whether it's fract- fractional HR, fractional strategy. Um, I think it's a great way for on, you know, smaller organizations or mid-sized organizations to tap into the the skill sets that are out there in, in leaders without needing to bear the full load of taking them on as a, a full-time person. So tell me more about what you're seeing around fractional uh, leadership positions and what companies could look for if they're considering that. Well, it, it really does exactly to your point kind of a thing there. I, I work with a number of either fractional CFO on the financial side, uh, virtual again sales kind of vps sales kind of a thing there and what it really brings is a lot of that outside expertise because again you're as the entrepreneur your expertise is in your product and your service kind of a thing there most likely you don't have that background in how to go build a sales team or how to run all the financial numbers keep all that up to date make financial projections etc marketing i've seen basically fractional kind of experts in basically every every aspect of it um, even to the point of process management and things like that. So it really, exactly what you were saying earlier, it allows that entrepreneur to say, hey, I'm not big enough to really justify having a full-time CFO here. And in, in most of the fractional CFOs I talk to, they'll, they'll sit there and admit that. It's like, I'll, we only need to work with this company for five hours a week kind of a thing there. It's, it's not worth the, the 40 hours normal full-time kind of whatever investment. And, and again, and so it's it's not really needed. And, and again, in that situation with the smaller entrepreneurs, most times it's not even affordable. And that's why right. you kind of try to either wing it yourself or do things like that when there are resources out there from a, a coaching as well as a consulting kind of basis to say, hey, we just need a, a part-time somebody here that can take a look at our numbers, give us the, the make sure that we're okay from a tax strategy standpoint, make sure we're okay from a, a planning standpoint. And that's all we need. We, we don't need somebody in here on a full-time basis. So it's it's really, I'm seeing a lot more of that with kind of the, uh, I think the, the termination term you call it these days is like a gig economy or whatever, that a lot of, a lot more of that kind of expertise is out there to say, hey, I'm, I'm perfectly good with working with 10 different companies, five hours a week kind of a thing in a CFO or a sales perspective. Um I've got a, a good friend that's that's runs a, a outsourced sales kind of a thing. And basically their role, his role is to come in and build your sales department, set up the comp plans, do all that kind of stuff. It's like my as a business owner, I wouldn't have know the first thing about how to best structure a comp plan to make sure my sales people are up to speed. But it's one of those things that having it done right can be make huge dramatic differences to your business kind of a thing as to how you move forward, how you can hire the best people, hire the, hire the best sales reps because they want that type of comp plan, how you can set it up to where it doesn't bankrupt you in the same time kind of a thing. It's, it's simple things yeah. like that that can make a huge difference if they're, if they're done right or done wrong. And how can someone find a fractional leader? Is there, like, I think to your point, a lot of um, people are using, as a knowledge worker, be doing the gig economy thing when they get to a point in their career where they're looking for a shift and this is a great step. Um, to go out and and apply their skills to different companies through this model, and if I'm a if I'm a small company that wants to take advantage of this, how do you suggest that they go about finding someone? Well, there's the obvious answer is always a Google kind of something, but it's actually kind of where are you leading me into this one? Um, 
just from my own journey, basically, I've looked at it from an entrepreneurial kind of standpoint to say, yeah, there's plenty of webinars out there. There's plenty of books, all that kind of stuff. But to me, my biggest resource in knowing how to build a business, understanding different issues and things like that has simply been my peers. So, so fellow entrepreneurs, kind of a thing to say, hey, we're running into this challenge with sales. How did you guys deal with it? Oh, you know, so-and-so that, that came in and helped you build that comp plan and that sales plan. Can you give me a referral? Can you can you talk to me kind of a thing there? So obviously to me, it's more networking. It's more networking events. And to that point, I'm actually in the process right now of building up a community uh, called Building to Scale to say, okay, that kind of entrepreneur is what we're looking for to say, okay, just a collaborative exchange group to say, hey, do you have an issue in this area? Somebody else, somebody, another entrepreneur that honestly is only a step or two ahead of you kind of a thing in the process still can pass on that wisdom to say, okay, yeah, this is what we've tried. This didn't work. This did work kind of a thing here. Go, go try this or go talk to this person. And to me, that's the the best way to do it. Cause honestly, Google, you can go find anybody's website up there today and read it, but still it's like, okay, what, what are they really? And, and hearing mm-hmm. from uh, somebody that's already had that experience, somebody that's already gone down that route to me is the the biggest key and the biggest opportunity for success there without investing a whole bunch of trial and error. That's a great point. And so this community that you're building, I, I can picture it being really a, a great resource for people because they, you know, we the, the abundance mentality, there's plenty of out there. And so where do you go to help share your experiences and that you sort of pay it forward for those who helped you as well? So I'm excited to find out more about um, about your community and how it goes. Yeah, it's it's we're definitely, we're in the building process. It's actually going to have its own podcast really there with Simply that that ability to go out and share and say, we're looking for entrepreneurs to say, okay, share your story. How did you get to where you are? What's your successes? What were your challenges kind of a thing so that other entrepreneurs can learn from it? And we're actually going to build a or have a, a LinkedIn group set up kind of a thing just to sit there and share resources and just a really a non-sales environment to say, hey, if, if there's something you can provide a help first mentality to help out your fellow entrepreneurs kind of a thing there. Like I said, that's to me, that's the way. I've always gotten the most valuable information and shared the most valuable information that way is just from from my peers rather than, like I said, going out and sitting through yet another webinar that turns into one big sales right. pitch. I know, it's true. Well, remind me the name of your group and we'll all look for it as you start yeah, it's, to launch it. It's simply building to scale is all it is. So we'll, we'll put That's it. That's great. Excellent. Yeah, we'll put it in the messaging too. Well, that's exciting. Well, we've talked about so much, which is fantastic. So from this idea that you've got, uh, you know, an entrepreneurial venture that's taking off, and then you get to a pivot point and recognize you need more structure and support, and then how to consider finding the the partners to do that, like yourself and the EOS implementation process. Um, what else have we talked about? We've talked about your background and the role of a fractional CTO and bringing together entrepreneurs for the betterment of the community. So what else would you like to share with folks about either what you're up to or what's on your mind these days? Well, it's just more than anything, it's a matter of, obviously we're going through a pandemic and stuff right now. There's there's a lot of people struggling out there from a business standpoint. And to me, it's the key anytime, because we've seen this before in uh, 2008 with recession, 2004 or five, whenever the one was before that kind of a thing there. And the ones that are always come out the other side are the ones, honestly, that are working right now to say, okay, how do we shore up that foundation? How do we 
basically simplify the business because that's that's where the key mm. is, is really simplification to say okay how can we root out that complexity go back to doing things in a a simple a productive straightforward manner lean out right now which would obviously help lower cost today but then in three months six months whatever when this this starts to lift you're better positioned at that point to grow forward so to me it's this is really the key and trying to get people to realize that hey Working now is is well much be- you'll have much better benefit, much better uh, results at the end rather than saying, "Hey, we're just going to hunker down right now, hold down, and wait until everything lifts, and then we'll start working again." By that point, you're already behind. Mm, that's very true. Well, and if someone is so moved to want to find out more, how can they reach you? Well, two different ways, really. The uh, Everything about EOS is up on the website at admentus.com. So there's resources there. You can actually download a copy of the, the book and several other resources. There's an organizational checkup, et cetera, up there. So just admentus.com. And then like we'd said the other earlier, the, the building to scale group is just building to scale.com. And then we'll have, like I said, podcasts and links and stuff like that. So we obviously welcome any entrepreneurial venture, any entrepreneurial leaders out there to that community to contribute and learn both. That's fantastic. And I'm going to spell Admentus. It's A-D-M-E-N-T-U-S. Um, so Admentus.com. And Jeff, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And I'm excited to see what's next for, for your company and your clients. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this episode. For more information and to contact us, visit www.humansoptimized.com.